Hey friends, this is Mike. I'm going to make this intro really quick. This is session two of my interview with the amazing Tammy Demirza. Tammy, who is known as the Breakthrough Alchemist. And this took her session I'm just calling Spiritual Alchemy because she talks about how she uses the gifts that she has and the insight and wisdom that she has to help people make their own personal breakthroughs. So I think you'll really enjoy it. Here we go. Tammy, just I noticed in your what I saw on the web and everything, is most of your work with women or is it men it's and both, women? It's both, but I would say mostly women are typically more open to growth. Okay. But I, I work with men and women. I have men and women in my older souls tribe. I have a private membership and we're all growing together. And it's a it's a group of uh, like-minded beings that know they came here to do something big and they're ready to do it. And they grow together as a group. And I have men and women in that group, but mostly women. Okay. Um, one other thing that I thought about while you were speaking about your transformation, age 11, I just recently did a podcast on soul walk-ins and the, the what you described is how a lot of people describe the walk-in experience once they realize that, that they were a different soul. Is that something that you've come across or believe in? I have actually been asked about four or five times if I wanted to walk in outright. And Mike, it was when I was homeless and I was in so much pain. And I was asked by spirit, do you want to walk in? And every single time, Mike, I said no. I say that my experience at 11 was an awakening, and it's kind of like an NDE experience, except I did not die. Hmm. But you know, Christianity and the way that it talks about it is that when you get saved, you are new. All things are old. So it's a transformation. So there's not just one way. Mike, to have this experience. For me, it was asking Jesus in my heart. It was asking love in my heart. For somebody else, it could be an NDE. For somebody else, it could be being electrocuted. For somebody else, it could be um, a walk-in. There's, It's really unlimited. And I have found out that the more I know, the less I know that I really don't know anything. I've just scratched the surface on what the possibilities are. So I don't even pretend to have those answers. I just know for me that it was not a walk-in and that I was given that as an option. But guess what? Just like I said that people have at least three times that they can stay or go, we all have those crossroads where we're making those decisions constantly. And we don't even know we're making them. But we're having meetings in the etheric realm. We're meeting with our guides. We're meeting with our team. We're meeting with masters. We're meeting with other people. And we're making decisions. And then our physical shows it. So we're never detached from spirit. While we're living this life, you mean all that's going on? Yes. Where Where does your Christianity fit into what you believe now? I always called myself a Christian until my daughter enlightened me one day and said, Mom, do you consider yourself a Christian? I said, yes, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. She said, you're not. And I said, please explain. 
And she said, Christianity believes in heaven and hell. And if you don't, that's one of the foundational reasons that people call themselves Christians. I don't believe, Mike, that God sits on his throne waiting on me to think a bad thought so that he can beat me up with a baseball bat and send me to hell. That makes no sense to me. And at 21, Mike, I was traveling and singing and teaching. I was taking over big churches. I was I was kind of like Jesus was going in the temple and I was confounding people and I was being invited all over the place. And when I would get with those really big pastors, I would sit in their office and say, I have a question for you. I'm 21. And they said, okay, tell me. God is Yahweh, right? Yeah. Okay, so so he's he's uh, omnipresent. Yes, they were getting excited that a twenty one year old knows about these things. He's omniscient. He's everywhere at all times. He knows all things. He's everything. He's the creator. He's you know, and I he's Jehovah, and I'm naming all these things. Yes, yes, yes. And then once I got him excited, I would say, "Then explain to me why God created me." And he knows I'm not perfect. And he knows I can't be perfect in this physical. Why he would create a hell to put me in when he created me knowing I can't. Did you know not one pastor ever gave me an answer? And I know you relate to that. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, yes. That's been a number of my things I've talked about, uh, my, my problem with hell, driving through South Carolina, I think I mentioned to you, they've got those gigantic billboards on I-95 as you come north saying, you know, judgment day is just a breath away or whatever. You will meet yeah. God. You will be judged. I think there's a guy that does that gigantic yellow billboards with red red lettering. And I did a podcast because I was driving up from Florida through South Carolina, saw those, and it just struck me as uh, all fear-based. It is. And I didn't want to live that that way. And you're on to something big because there's either love-based or fear-based. And I teach a lot about that. I teach how to look for fear-based thinking and how to move to love-based thinking. We're about love. And that has been a concentration my entire life. And as you concentrate on love, you can't worry about being judged. You can't worry about being condemned. I mean, from the Southern Baptist theology that I was given all the way through my teens when I I left the church at like 35, I could even have a thought walking to get my mail after I had lived this really good life, served people, was really good, got people saved, all this stuff, helped people have a bad thought, get hit, and go to hell. And I'm like, None of that is truthful, really, because hell wasn't even introduced until the 1300s. So in the original word, it's very different because you don't really know, unless you go back and study it, what was retranslated. That's interesting because I've had people, when I've questioned this, people told me that Jesus mentions the word hell, whatever, 15, 20, 30 times in the Bible. And I assume it's a matter of translation, but I've heard that many times. Well, that was added in the 1300s. I don't know the exact year like I do women being submissive was 1610. It was not in the original text. Okay. So, so Tammy, I, I, I probably should have asked this right up front, but can you explain 
you know, for me and for our listeners, how you help people, how you go through the process of what you do. Um, uh, and, and tell me about your books because I, you've mentioned a couple of them, but I don't, I don't know all the ones that you've written. Okay. Um, what I was doing in my twenties was scanning the bodies and then seeing where, what was going on in the body and then laying my hands on them and they were healed. But I started to notice, Mike, that some people were healed for good and then some people would come up with another disease. And so I started asking God to me at that time, um, why are they healed? Well, you have the faith of mustard seed. And I'm like, okay, but then why did he get another illness? He had cancer. The cancer was healed. Now he has another illness. It's not cancer, but it's going to bother him for the rest of his life, this diagnosis. And I heard you're not getting to the root. I didn't know what that was in my early 20s, Mike, and now I do. So what I described that I do, you've probably never heard before, but I communicate with oneness, with love energy, and then I communicate with the spirit of the being, the thoughts and the emotions in the being, which includes the subconscious and then the, the subconscious. So I can go into the subconscious of a human being. I'm communicating with the spirit self, which is truth, love, who they really are. And then I know where the fake person is or what the symptoms are. And then I bridge that gap. I call myself an intercessor because I can read what happened to you and give you details by remotely viewing it in your childhood where you had a belief system that you anchored and your GPS is going that direction. I go in and reveal what is holding someone back and then what decisions, like for a lot of people, there's a lot of shame and guilt and blame. But the spirit of that person's consciousness level is much higher on a scale than that. So what I do is I introduce love energy, raising their consciousness, and then they see the puzzle of their life coming together. And I, you do this remotely, I assume, correct? I do it all around the world. Okay. And then how, how does, do, do people hire you like for sessions or for? Yes. Okay. Yes, they hire me for sessions. I have energy sessions and I have one-on-one sessions that are more intuitive. Either one of them, the energy is running the whole time. When somebody comes to me for an energy session, then I know that they're, they've got a lot of symptoms going on in their body. And so I can tell them what the symptoms are because I feel them. I can explain what's going on. And to give you an idea, the spirit of the person that comes to me is already in some kind of trauma, drama, pain, usually, or a crossroads, or they know something's missing, or they know they're supposed to be doing more, or they, they are in pain over lack or not having it or starting a business and it failing or whatever. There's some kind of pain that's instigating. Pain is a beautiful thing to experience when you use it to change your life. So then people find me from around the world and they think that their problem is this thing. And I reveal, no, it's not that thing. That's not even where it is. It's over here. And when I nail it, 
when the truth is given, then they're set free and then their entire life transforms. Miracles. It's amazing. And then their bodies heal. So to give you an example of this, I was doing a one-hour session with a woman that was afraid to come to me. I was in Austin, Texas, but she paid for a private session and she was afraid to come to me because of COVID. I'm on the phone with her and I'm talking to her about how much work she's done and where she is spiritually and how evolved. And about 20 or 30 minutes in, I said, why didn't you talk to me about your skin? And she said, what about my skin? I said, you got sores all over your body. And she said, well, that is a family. uh, Everybody in my family has this skin disease. And I said, yeah, but the caveat is that you are the oldest to ever get that skin disease in the history of all your family members. They usually get it between these two years. You waited another 10 years. She was like, that is true. How'd you know that? I said, well, how do I know anything? I'm reading you. I'm reading your life. I'm reading your path. What if I told you that you have done enough work that we can finish this healing and your skin can heal overnight? She said, that would be amazing. And I said, how long does it take? Because I'm seeing red spots and then I see puffed sores, and then I see scabs, and then I see clear skin, all in different stages all over your body. I can't even count, probably 30, 40 sores on your body. This is painful to you. She said, yes. I said, how long does it take to begin to end? She said, three weeks. So I said, so you're knowing that I'm seeing your body, and I know that your body is covered with those three weeks. She said, yes. I said, let's do the work. We did the work. And the next morning, she woke up with completely healed skin. And she's never had another sore. So the good news is, Mike, that every single thing that we experience is just a symptom. It's just a predicament. I go in and figure out where that got started, where the person adopted belief systems, tell them what happened, tell them why they chose that path, what their life has been like since then, I can give them the day, the minute, the second, if I need to. And so it's abilities that people aren't familiar with in mediumship that are mediumship, but I don't call myself a medium because to other people that would be very limited. Do you turn this like on or off or, you know, like when I'm, even me talking to you, do you deliberately like not do it? Yes. And I'll tell you why. I do not read people that I meet or I get on the phone with unless they have scheduled an appointment because I think it's disrespectful. Okay. Now there have been times like the maid that I knew that she was lingering because she wanted to know. I knew. So I knew to ask her, but even in public on the rare occasion that I do walk up to somebody, I will typically say, do I have permission to speak to you? Because I'm very respectful. I don't go read people. That's a problem with me dating because I don't read the men. I want to be as equal as I can with them. I want us to have the same human experience. I know that ultimately I'll I'll know what I need to know when I need to know it anyway. 
So I'm not in a struggle or pain of what I'm told, what I'm not told. If a spirit wants me to know something, they're going to share that with me. But it's not me reading it. It just comes to me. That's a concept I hadn't even considered. But but if if somebody's dating you, do, do they know? <laughs> I don't know how I'd handle that. Um, <laughs> but that's, uh, well, I have it turned off because okay. I'm here having a human experience too. And I also trust that spirit's going to tell me what I need to know when I need to know it. So I don't need to know all about the guy sitting in front of me. I want to have the experience. It's why I came here. It's why you came here. It's why they came here. It's every single one of us came to experience this. Why are we in trauma over experiencing it? Why don't we just rest in it and use it and grow? Love that. So, so Tammy, I, this is going way beyond what I intended, but I, I'm having such a great time. I don't want to stop. Um, <laughs> manifestation, manifesting. You mentioned that you were in a position where you were manifesting just to survive. Yes. How, how does that work for you in your life? You know, pretty much everybody's seen the secret and read the book. And uh, I certainly have. And Mike Dooley is one of my favorite people, but, but I, how does it work for you like in your daily life? I I have a recipe that I haven't seen anybody else have the recipe of. You know, I told you there's not just one way. There are multiple thousands of ways that somebody can learn. For me, it is a proven recipe that I use even with my clients. Once the heart knows what it wants, and it knows why it wants it. Our problem, Mike, is that we don't even acknowledge what we want. Most of my clients, one of the biggest issues is I don't know what I want. And I'm constantly asking them that when I'm working with them on a consistent basis because we have a tendency to just look at the world from this view. And we have blinders on and we can't really see and we're not so connected to the heart energy. So what I teach is that what you want already wants you and is conspiring to get your attention to want it. But if we want it from the place of, I don't have it, what's wrong? Other people have it. I don't have it. A victim role, we're out of alignment. So I know the precise moment that a client moves from resistant energy to manifesting, which is really alchemy. And I had a client that I did this with on the phone. She wanted to hire me for five days to do a life and breakthrough transformation, but she didn't have the money and she didn't even work. And her husband was not going to support her to do this because the budget was tight. So we get on the phone and she said, I want to know how to manifest this. You manifested everything you have by using your recipe. I want to know how to manifest working with you. So I helped her to find it, helped her get into the energy of it. And once she did, Mike, within two days, she manifested the entire amount, not knowing to the penny what the amount was, because I had just raised my rates. <laughs> In two days, somebody gifted her with $20,000. Now, how do you explain that? This, this thing that you see behind me, this home, I manifested last year. I placed my order. So I have a recipe that 
I know is infallible for me or people that come to me. There's a lot of different recipes, Mike, but but this one is all-inclusive, plus you have an intuitive guiding you, saying you haven't hit non-resistance yet. Let's move you to love. When you get in that sweet spot, Mike, the universe has to deliver. The universe is your servant. Is there a purity test? Like, it's got to be a good thing. Like, uh, can I can I want a uh, uh, a Corvette? You know, because yes, you I'm, or a, or a I'm way beyond this now, but a attractive woman or something like that in my life. Yes, you can. You can have anything you want. Everything here is energy. There is no wrong want. There is no pure or impure. That's about judgment. There's no judgment in doing alchemy consciously. So everybody is an alchemist. Everybody is a master manifester. But I teach conscious alchemy where you can get what you want. So I understand much better now your title, if you will. I guess the Breakthrough Alchemist um, makes sense to me now. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, because I'm constantly stirring, instigating change and transformation. So really all I do is alchemy, but consciously. So then the manifesting part and the classes that I teach are just a part of that, that I do on a regular basis. See, at 13, I started being given methods and techniques that I've never found infallible. They're perfect, and they work. Recipes for healing, recipes for manifestation, understanding who you are. I'm going to be teaching at the first of the year a class called Your Top Five Clairs Are Your Superpowers. Because what I do in all of my work is to help people to know who they are. It doesn't matter if I know them. What matters if you know who you are, Mm -hmm. what your abilities are, how you communicate with the physical and the non-physical is a very important part of that. So all that I'm writing and offering right now and teaching is all about you knowing you and understanding why you think the way you do, why you function the way you do, why you've had the patterns that you have. Let's break them. Let's live a new life. And you can. So I'm going to ask you just a second to to give our listeners, you know, how they get in touch with you and everything. But but what what have I not asked you? that I should have asked you or that you wanted me to ask you? You know, one of the biggest things that I hear from you, and I'm not reading you, but since you asked that question, your spirit talked to me. And Mike, I would say, what are you waiting on? I want you to think about that. This is a very deep question for you. Because what I found is with people who came to do big things, For some reason, we feel like we've got to wait until this happens or this happens or this is complete or this is done before we can have or do what we want to do. And waiting doesn't resonate. That does resonate with me. So thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. So Mike, you don't have to wait. Thank you. Is there anything else that you would want to share with the people who are listening to this? Yes. podcast or watching this video? Yeah. And when you ask that, it's kind of emotional because 
You are so much more than you think you are. You didn't come here to play small. You came here to do big things, and I see you. You are bigger. You are more than what you have experienced. You are more than your story. You're more than what trauma drama you've been through. Older souls go through a lot of trauma drama. You should hear my stories of even overcoming homelessness. We are bigger than that. And we agree to experience those things, to grow, to overcome it. And here's the good news. Once you overcome it, you will never have that symptom again. And I did that over money and abundance and finances. I got tired after being homeless of almost being homeless again and again and again. It was a pattern. And then one day I just told God, I said, that's it. I don't care how long this takes me. I had seven days before I was going to get my rent was due. And here I was on the edge of the cliff again, not knowing how I was going to pay the rent. And I was tired of it. And I knew how this worked. So I said, let me overcome that. For seven days, I went through this process to talk about it in the inmate and the medium. And I overcame it. And now I don't even have it as a symptom anymore. That's the good news. If you stop fighting where you are and just decide, I'm going to be an overcomer, then you won't have those symptoms anymore. You won't have that pain anymore. But it takes you caring enough about yourself to say, I've got to change my life. That's beautiful, Tammy. So so I want to learn more about you and your story as the inmate and the medium, the book that tells me that. Yes. Well, that was a six-year memoir. I'll just put my books up real quick. These are the two that I have right now, The Inmate and the Medium and 65 Signs That You're an Older Soul. They're both on Amazon. I am. I have two other books written that now I understand I got to cut up in series. Um, one of them is about relationships and will actually be a series. Another one is for older souls and actually talking about what codependency looks like. I call it spiritual codependency, what it looks like, what the examples are of it, and how to get yourself free. Because what's not right for you is not right for anyone. So I've got these books that are all in the works. I'm offering more classes. I'm going to have evergreen classes that people can just buy and watch those six modules and then get in touch with me and us have meetings or whatever. They can go to my website. They can sign up for my email. I have an older souls quiz, which is a lot of fun (laughs) for you to find out if you're an older soul. And then I also have something that I've never seen before. And that is if you join my email list, go to TammyDemirza.com, you join the email list, you can ask me one question you most want to know, and I will personally answer you intuitively. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's uh, T-A-M-M-Y-D-E-M-I-R-Z-A.com. That's it. And I'll put this in the show notes for both the video and the audio so so people have it. How, How do they find you on Facebook? I'm under Tammy Demirza Public and then Tammy Demirza. You have to have a private account to have a public account. I'm all over social media. There are, I think, over 600 quotes. I'm on YouTube. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on all social media, TikTok, you name it. I'm there. There's hundreds of quotes and videos and teach a lot of free material for people to learn. Okay, awesome. 
All right. That's, I, you know, I, I would love to do another interview with you sometime down the road, maybe when your other book is ready. Okay. But to also to have you tell more of your stories, you know, I, I intended to do that as part of this, but we got off on so many other cool things that I just believe we did what we were supposed to do. So I'm not, uh, I'm not worried about that, but thank, thank you, Tammy. So Mike, you're such a blessing. And we knew that there was a connection when we met each other and then finding out we were doing something very similar. Mine, older souls unleashed, yours is souls unleashed. It's amazing. It's yep. beautiful to meet you. Thank you. Pleasure to meet you. And I really enjoyed this. So I thank did. you. And uh, we'll, we'll talk again. Okay. Okay. Sounds great. All right, friends, that wraps up today's podcast. Thank you again for listening. That concludes my interview with Tammy. There's both session one and session two. And just as a reminder, these are both available. And I think uh, more interesting when you can see facial expressions, but they're both available on my YouTube channel, which is just Mike Nicholas unleashed, but uh, easy to find. And of course you can just go to my website, uh, Mike Nicholas.com. And the links are also there, but thanks again for listening. If you have the time or the inclination, I appreciate your review and rating and look forward to speaking with you again next week. Bye-bye.